Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. Hi, it's Malls. Reminder before the show to make sure that you are subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you're new, welcome to Please Advise Nation. Our show only works with your participation, so call 323-450-7408 with your dilemmas and life questions. Again, that's 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thank you and enjoy. Hey everyone, it's episode 181 of Please Advise. I'm Miles, and it's just me and Christina Lopez today. Yay! You might have noticed that we skipped right over episode 180, but don't worry, you're going to get it next week because Christina Lopez went out of town <laughs> and instead of just doing like a long letters episode or something like I normally do, I decided to do something that I didn't know was going to be as ambitious as it was. And the, <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> uh, it was a it's a wild turn of events, um, but it vo- involves several days of audio as well as a couple of your letters. Who really knows? Um, I know we answered at least one or two questions in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a journey. It was really a journey. So um, Christina's going to be hacking away at that. Um, but yeah, so 181 is before 180. It's an untraditional please advise moment, but everything on please advise is untraditional, you know? I do like that we're starting off the please advise feed in the new year with just like a fresh me and you normal episode. I agree. Kind of, you know, just setting our intentions for the year for the pod. I know. So and, wait, um, I asked you to watch something before you came over today. You did. Tidying you up. Did. did you watching it? Watch it? Watching I it? I ended up watching two episodes. I remember it had this weird thing where like Netflix served me the fourth episode as the first episode. Oh. Like I clicked it and it gave me the fourth episode. I didn't and know until I talked to someone else about like, it. It was good, but like they definitely stack this as an emotional journey. Like they right. start you off with like very relatable then you go well, deep then like yeah. yeah and it hit a little too close to home like it was a, a woman who had like just lost her husband and like oh con margie or margie yeah con margie she's my fucking idol like hashtag con margie <laughs> i only got like maybe three minutes or like when she starts talking about her husband like her dead husband like i i could not oh um, it was just i was just like oh this is like oh it's hitting me in the feels yeah. And no, so, like, it's I very to- like Christina. I avoided it because you know I've also like faced this battle like just in the last forty eight hours of trying to tell people about it because they're like, yeah, I know like what she does, and it's like, no, 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 you have to like what? It's like it's queer eye, but yeah. like it's it's not, but it's queer eye basically for like people who have different shit they're dealing with, and I think organization is. I mean, it's it's a global issue, but I think in America, like, I do think that this is, if I was in Japan and I was watching this, this would be my hoarders. I, it is definitely, like, a mental health, it's crazy how much mental health affects, like, the littlest things. Exactly. Like, I remember the first woman was just like, oh, yeah, laundry gives me anxiety, and I'm like, there's something bigger there. Well, yeah, that, no. Like, I need you to, like, acknowledge. Well, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> but, that's, like, she also, well, well, the funny thing about her is that she's also a life coach, which yeah. like I thought yeah. was crazy. Like I, I followed her Instagram or whatever. By the way, 
If anyone out there is wondering what celebrity she actually is, it's Lake Bell. Like, I was watching it the whole time. I was like, it's someone from, like, Road Rules or someone fr- that I, like, admired or loved on a, uh, like, a reality show. Or it's, like, an actress I'm vaguely intimidated by. I can't figure out who it is. And I, like, tweeted, Rachel is somebody. And I can't figure out who. My friend, Kemen, who was on here, KDN13, she was the one who told me, oh, yeah, no, that's it's Lake Bell. And I was like, you're so fucking. Uh, she has that. It, it's like the mannerisms. It reminded me so much of her. It was like crazy. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Now. And I'm so also yeah. so um, bad with like realizing stuff like that. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but so like it impacted you were like, you have to watch it. You texted me. Yeah, because I was saying like, you know, people think they're going to get the gist of it. And I also had a judgment about it myself. And like, I'm not even kidding you. It was three minutes and 43 seconds into the Netflix like opening portion of it. And I paused it and I tweeted that like it was I was crying like I, I I wasn't a hater. But I personify like my items like I feel like the things I feel like everything has a story and I feel very bad when I throw it away. I think people know that from the little tiff that we got in with bl- your blue mic situation. Oh, from the last Exactly. Episode. Like I have a very like and I also know it's like wrong. Like that's the other thing is that I know <laughs> it's not good. So like there's definitely like a shame level involved with it. But also, like, I'm fucking overwhelmed. Like, I am a single woman who owns a house by herself. Like, I lived in a year and a half of, or like, yeah, almost a year and a half of construction. Like, it was a lot. Um, And I have never owned a house before. I've never decorated for a space of this size. Like, I think I did a good job. But, like, I also, I don't feel done yet. And because of that, I've never fully moved in. And, like, I just... Let's unpack that. Like literally, like let's fucking unpack my house. Like yeah. that's the that's the whole deal. So basically, like I was very moved by it, and I started to like follow the steps right away. Like I I woke up. I mean, there was also an issue where I might have lost an SD card, and like felt very <laughs> traumatized about the implications of what that meant to have lost an SD card in my house and to have no idea where it went. Especially yeah. when it included days and days and days of me um, stressing out over gambling, um, which is just a spoiler alert for next week. Um, uh, we explore the topic of gambling. So not my vice. Very terrifying. Yeah. Um, it, ma- it made me really scared that I lost it. So like I like right away when I woke up this morning, I started the pile and like the pile is where you start with clothing. And I think it's so genius just sort of like the way that you work through the house. I think it's so inspiring. And I also think, you know, I always say on this podcast, girl, like you go wherever you go and you still are yourself. You never change. And I do, but I do think that you can if there's a paradigm shift. And like I, you have to acknowledge the change. You have to acknowledge the things that you're running And you have to work for it. And like you have to, you have to find something that works for you and you have to create that paradigm shift and be responsible for it and excited for it. And like also carefully choose it. Mm -hmm. So I will say my intention for this year is I want to be on this fucking show. I will say also, I love that she is really short. She's like four feet tall. And when I Mm -hmm. went to Japan, I called myself big Molly um, because I knew I would be much bigger than everyone. And um, 
I can't, I just want to hug her. She's really <laughs> tiny. She can't right. reach anything. It's so cute. She's the tiniest woman. Um, and she has two kids that I don't know how. She's, she's like four, she's like four eleven. She must be. Yeah. And I don't know how she has these two sweet, chubby little babies. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, that was ever inside of you? I can't imagine yeah. it. Um, but, like, she's just a very, like, she has this attitude toward, attitude toward life that it's, it, rem- it very much reminds me of a conversation that I had in Japan that frustrated me very much at the time, which was that with the Japanese man. And he said to me, you know, if you – why do you live in LA? And I said, you know, for work. And I said, I do want to leave eventually. And he said, sell your, sell everything. And he was like, move to wherever you want in the world and start a curry shop. Like do whatever you want. Start a like, you know, start any business you want anywhere you want. Just leave. You don't have to do anything. And at the time I was like, but no, I do. Like I have things I have to do. And I realized like yesterday, I think after watching the show, no, I fucking don't. Like, I do the things that I do because I love them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I also have practical ties to, like, my world. But when you're living a life where, like, you know, things don't matter, stuff doesn't matter, like, this is all of my clothing I own now. Like, this is everything. Right. And, like, you know me as a clothes horse. Like, you know, um, I do have a couple pairs of jeans upstairs. But, like, this is a whole process. And, like... yeah. You know, you have to do books, you have to do, you have to do everything, every fork, every knife. And like, it takes weeks to like kind of do it. But I think it's a really magical process. And I do think that like chasing joy in every area of your life is a really cool goal. Um, Well, yeah. And that inherently affects like the vibe of a place. And like, I've never had that. Like, that's like, I had that, I guess, when I was growing up with my mom, but it was also, it always felt like that was never... My mom is very much someone that's like, she's just like me, where it's like you tell someone, you delegate a task and then like you step in after a moment and you just start doing it yourself. And like I had jobs, yeah. I had to clean the bathroom every Saturday and I had to do whatever my mom needed help with for catering and the trash and the mail were my other two like main chores. I do love the idea of getting kids like started early with that sort of like Oh, they she says to... Marie Kondo says that her kid, you saw that on the first episode yeah. that her kids like are thrilled by it. And I don't really know her backstory, which is another thing I was going to say is that people, because they think they know what the method is, they're like, I know what to expect of this show. But what I think Netflix has done with this is really cool. Yeah. Like, because yeah, absolutely. It's, they stepped out something that should have. Like, this should be already a dialogue on a bigger level. Yeah, Because especially... I mean, I think you saw that with the first episode with that couple. Yes. Like, how much the little things were impacting... These little things were... Everyday little things, little problems, were impacting their communications as a couple. How they dealt with one another. The energy that they had in the house with the kids. Like... And you can see that kind of tension and how it can erode a relationship over time. And it's just like little shit did you see the family of four that moved to la it was like okay so like i only made it through the first two episodes. they very much gave me like will and jada smith jada pinkett smith vibes because like okay. they 
are so loving and giving to their kids in a way that they are like arti- both artistically expressing themselves. Like the son has really cool, like she's a hairstylist and um, he's a musician. Mm-hmm. And so there's just like, they're raising these kids and that in this way that they are so like lovely to one another as brother and sister and also so wise and like calling their parents out, but like being respectful at the same time. And it's, you know, they are, they moved from Michigan to LA and they downsized from a three bedroom home to a two bedroom apartment. And the wife felt like, you know, this is her home. This is her homestead. She wants to get that set up and like organized, but because she never really had that opportunity and she's never downsized on that level before. Right. Um, because as they both said, like, this is where the opportunity is. And this is, I think, a very, like, modern dilemma, which is that they're chasing – well, it's actually probably the oldest dilemma. But they're chasing their dream. And so they're coming – you know, they came to L.A. And, you know, the kids are – they, and all she kept saying was, like, I want to set my kids up for a win. I want my kids to win in this life. I want my kids to feel confident. I want my kids to know a life skill. And that was, you know, a little bit on the first episode as well. But like just to see like a parent impart that on their child in this like in this way that is really fun. Like I don't know what it is, but like I happily folded every single thing today and organized it. And I got rid of a lot like this is stuff for Martha. This is like a couple pieces I want to sell at the store. This is, um, you know, a bunch of Goodwill stuff, too. And, you know, this is the. From all my wardrobe, this is the very little I'm keeping so far. Um, I have like a couple more loads of laundry to debate over, but um, it's a really gratifying process. And I think that like, you know, we all like need to shed a few like metaphorical pounds. Do you know? Absolutely. Like when I get a manicure, I feel like I lost five emotional pounds. Like I'm just like, oh, this was like driving me nuts. I I love getting a manicure and it's not really like. I think I typically think I would enjoy doing, but it does. There's something like clean and like, I there's don't know, something great about, about just treating yourself that way too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like, oh, this is neat now. And it yeah. wasn't. And like, yeah. it's re- it's weird, but I have picked my areas in my life and I'm sure you have as well. We also like are the type of people where we pick the rare thing we're snobby about, like food or something. But yeah, like for me, the rare like hygienic thing I'm snobby about is my nails. And I also clean my ears compulsively. Um, Me too. Yeah. I like need my ears to be clean at all times. Um, yeah. I can feel it. I can feel when there's like. Yeah. yeah like I also <laughs> like cleaning your ears twice a day is not good for you. No, it's not. You're not supposed to put anything in there. No, actually. I know. But, you know, I can't. I don't no, know. It's I, like, like my. Sometimes my allergies affect my ear canals. Get it. I have. I um, know. I know they're a hoax, but I have the candle, the earwax candles. If you want to do them. Sarah and mm, I did okay. them once. You know what? I'll fucking take a placebo any day of the week. I don't know if folding my clothes into tiny squares is going to help me either. The mind is powerful. The mind is a powerful thing. And so there is something to like the power of placebos. Like, I don't know. It's also thinking about like crystals and like those are effective. Like in terms of like, I don't know. I was explaining because I was in Minnesota recently and I was talking about how like I've turned into like a California hippie and I'm like, I have crystals. Do I think they have power? Not really. But they do serve as a point of intention for me in a reminder. Right. And that's why I like have them around. Well, like it's the atheist like starter pack because like it really. <laughs> well, no, people are like, oh, it's so trendy in L.A. to have like crystals or go to a spiritual healer. And I'm like, yeah, it's because most people here are agnostic or atheist. 
Right. And we fucking need something to believe in. Like, because we are yeah. in the toughest. I'm sorry. Or that bitch. we have control. Like, we have control that we can, like, manifest yes. things in our life. You know, we need that. We need that kind of control. Or we need some sort of, like, to feel like we have some sort something of, like. Something grounding, you know? Yeah, and, like, you yeah. saw that through when you took me to your old professor back in the day. Like, yeah. those are one of Christina's um, wonderful college professors. But you lived with him. He was a mentor to you. He did. I lived with him for like a week while I was. Oh no, it wasn't like inappropriate. Like he was, I'm just saying he was a a lovely mentor to you that like helped you cross this bridge over to the West coast. Um, and, uh, he, Christina gave me an opportunity for, I think like our one year friend anniversary. Yeah, I still have the video from that. I, I do. T- yeah, I think. Well, I would love to see it again. We're going to figure out a way to post the audio somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it'll be in the feed. We don't know yet. But um, maybe it'd be something a little special treat for some people. I don't speaking know. of we'll special treats, speaking of crystals, I feel like you were teeing me up a little bit. I was a little bit. That was my producer hat. So you <laughs> thank you for your hat. Um, <laughs> and also but it's also just like, I don't know. Uh for me i'm trying to like i'm trying to get back to like the mysticism that was involved in my culture as well yes um and so i'm digging into that sort of spiritual side i guess just exploring it um you know that's just before the colonizers got to puerto rico we were uh people who had a different religion that wasn't based in christianity yeah i want to explore that explore the mysticism of the island get learn some like folklore and like just kind of get in touch with my inner bruja. Yeah. Um, I heard that people born between midnight and one o'clock in the morning is like it's like the witching yeah. hour. Yeah. And so we have like a special and I was born at 1223 a.m. So I don't know. I'm just it's trying like to like Bitcoin. Like we really like that. Um, that like 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. stretch. Right. right you know what right, I mean? Right. It's like that. Yeah. But like with yeah. um, traditional historic culture and meaning yeah. and religion. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, that absolutely i don't know i'm just exploring different things this year and i just wanted like i'm ready to go I'm down i'm so excited for you um actually dre um a former guest of the show um she recommended a uh person to me i don't know what the per like correct uh terminology is for her i don't know if right. it's a psychic of sorts or a medium but yeah. um she said you know the last person dre sent me to blew my mind and um she said this person will blow you even more out of the water and like it's um semi-affordable okay like i will be honest i have my aura photo taken like oh wait we have to do so i'm gonna can i tell you i'm gonna be in the radiant human book they picked the radiant human as like one of the big traveling things and she picked my first aura the very first time i saw her that's and amazing. like I didn't know that they were actually going to take a picture of your fucking face. Like I just thought that it was like I don't know, like an outline of your body or something. Like I didn't bother to google it, but I always knew I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know? So I was like I'm just going to experience this authentically. Um and Alexis Wilson, previous guest on the show, like had a PR opportunity or something to go through her um workplace. And so I, I went with her and I, I had wet hair and I had on like a little like summer dress <laughs> with like a bra that I hate, but it was like my only clean bra. And right. um, the photographer, God bless her, when I walked in, like she had the reaction that I would, I want someone to have when I look like shit. Um, and I'm, I should look good, which was kind of like, oh, like, oh, you didn't know, like you dress up for this. Yeah. Yeah. So I have no makeup on. I have nothing on. But it's like, it's 
iconic. And like also my entire aura <laughs> is like screaming red and screaming orange. Um, a little bit of tan, but like for the most part. Um, and then my aura. I'm also thinking about getting bangs this year. I don't know. Don't don't cut bangs. <laughs> don't cut. No, you. I'm dead ass serious. Don't do that. Because first Why? of all, like. Learn from the many white women who have fallen before you. Like, literally, bangs are a fucking nightmare. And, like, we <laughs> cut them, like, to deal with emotional problems. And, like, that is the <laughs> truth. But also, I'm your fellow curly girly. And, like... I, I hear you out. And I had the same concerns. And I've been seeing a lot of things lately that is very encouraging. And I can... No, no, no. I know. I like the... I yeah. like Taylor Swift. Uh, people ragged on that shit. I thought it was great. Beyonce's uh, curly bangs. People always say it on that. I love that too. Um, that said, we don't have that team. And that's the one thing I've learned with curly hair over my years is that right. like it's possible, but like that's a lot of experimentation. And I'm not. I think I'm going to try to make it work. Well, I, I think know. you should I'm not get committed some to wangs. it yet. Like, I think you should, like, uh, wig bangs. Like, I think you need to get some wangs <laughs> first. It's very easy to, like, order right. them, snip it in, see what well, Also, my hair grows very fast. But it's a, it, I'm not saying no, Christina. I'm just saying, no, I like, hear don't you. think, don't forget, like, it's a, it's a, you're going to want to do a long bang so that you have a better choice, right. something that frame the face, but, like, you, I, I have been mulling it for months and I'm still mulling it. I'm not committed to it. I'm just I think about you it. should. But can I just say this? And I, okay. and, and by the way, I support you no matter what you do. I'm going to okay. love it. I know I will. But I also <laughs> I've been in that moment where people are like, your bangs look great. And I'm like, yeah, I've like been like fucking suicidal about them for two days. And it also took me hours to do this today. Um, yeah. When you sweat, they curl. Yeah, I, I would really recommend if you do this that you go to someone like the curl doctor who's yep, special. I have someone okay, in my okay, good. I'm just making mm-hmm. sure because yep, it will never look commitment. the same as when you leave the salon again. Like, and right. that's the I tea on that. that. And it's yes. tough. Okay, good. I mean, I'm just making yeah. sure I made a lot of – I've had bangs on and off since childhood and every single time it's been a mistake. I, you know, it's been a while since I've made a hair mistake. No, because you always but keep also- your hair. You keep like you don't like. So this is the th- other thing is that like you don't need to do much with your hair. So you really don't. And like yeah. that is a really big styling job. That's like you're signing up. I, for, that, I know. Yeah. I know. But I'm just saying you're signing up for a 40 minute commitment. And it's difficult when it's literally on your face because you can clip it back with a little like, you know, gymnast clip or whatever if you need to put a headband on it. But um, it's just something that like is they're just in your face. Like they're just in your like they're (laughs) literally like in your face. And like um, I think that it's like when I see girls who have perfectly straight texture and like like agreeable hair, um, I know that they're in pain a little bit too because I'm just like it's (laughs) – They're always too long, too short. But that said, like, I feel like if I rained on your parade about this, if you like if if I didn't realize when you started talking about this that you're ready for the full commitment, which is like it it can be a five hour a week hobby. But that said, you know what? Maybe my new 
folding clothes into rectangles thing. Maybe my store. <laughs> if this is your store, then I'm here for that. I think everyone needs like a productive journey that will bring them to another side. I've never known you to have like a a vanity thing that you put yourself into. I think I'm trying more and with my parents I love that. lately in a way that's like I can acknowledge that it's not vanity in like vain in the negative way that I've kind of always seen it right. as. More of just like, oh, I'm giving myself a little bit of uh, self-confidence and like putting in You're effort. You're blowing up. And like, yeah, I'm trying. Well, you are going to glow up. And by the way, <clears throat> I'm really sorry if I used my experience with bangs to neg your bang, uh, bangs experience. <laughs> I think you should do it. I definitely think you should. And I'm glad that you put in the research. Um, I, I, when we first started talking about this, I didn't realize that, uh, that you knew all the ramifications. Um, but I've had bangs before said, in my lifetime. Even if you knew nothing, like, I feel like if you're determined to do this in 2019, you can do anything you want. I just feel like I need something bit like a big change. And I'm, I'm ready I could for see it. that. I Are you going to like do like a, um, like a wardrobe, like trim down. I always like that when I'm like, what's what part of me? And it's, I it's really, great that I watch a show because she says in the show too, like, do I want to bring this into the next phase of my life? Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I'm doing my next, the next phase of my life. And I really want to like refine my style. So I think it will be trimmed down a wardrobe situation and really figure out like hone in. What like, are the things what for you Christine you're is? ready to get rid of? Like, <laughs> I really don't have that many clothes, so it's not really, like... For me, it's, like, sloppy, like, sweats. Like, things that don't look good on me that are, like... I have a lot of clothes that I, like, am hoping to fit into someday that I'm just, like, you know what? Like, I've held them so long, I'm not even, like, that style anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, like, I can get rid that's of That's a very real... That's, like, the realest thing to do. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. When it... Because, like... <laughs> Like, you can maybe, like, get back to a size you were a year ago or something. We all can, like, bounce back to that. But to get back yeah. to, like, I've been holding on to this because I will say that about myself. Oh, I've been holding on to this since 2010. Yeah. Like, it's not going to get better. Like, no. I, it, it, it could, it's not going to get this much better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I don't even know if that's better anymore because it's out of style. Exactly. And like it was probably unhealthy or like whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a really important. I think people like when I hear a lot, because I do hear this a lot and granted, I've never um, had like something as um, fluctuating as a child or something because that will, you know, that definitely you experience a range. When I hear people talk about like their categories of clothing, like, oh, my like gold jeans but like my regular jeans but also my little bit like when I'm and it sounds like sometimes to me when I hear people talk about stuff like that they have three separate wardrobes and I'm like that would drive I'm I'm already going crazy with mine and that's why it's like I hate like gaining weight is because I don't want a big fluctuation like because I because yeah. then then there's no controlling it so in a weird way it's like I try and I'm trying to be realistic about what I keep in terms of my size because I do know that like there's room to lose weight, but I also know that like if I gain weight, that's not terrible either, but I can't have, you know, all size two, all size four, all size eight, you know, yeah. wherever I am yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Um, wait, but back to crystals. Yes. Um, so I want, you brought me a We're birthday We're recording this gift. shortly after your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I felt bad because I actually missed wishing you happy birthday on your birthday, but I was away. And you were on I a plane that whole day. Time. No, yeah, I knew you were on a plane that whole day. Um, I I flew to New York on my birthday uh, last year, and I worked and then flew. Yeah, in a <laughs> and it, it's like I'm going to tell you something like that. You f- you're on a plane. Like I didn't even like I didn't. I felt bad because I didn't even respond to half the people that texted me when I flew that time. Because yeah. it's just like, dude, I was in a can for eight hours. Like, I'm in New York now. It's one o'clock in the morning. Like, I need to go to bed. I literally woke, woke up at one o'clock in the morning in a state of panic and texted you, oh, my God, happy birthday. I'm sorry. I, I always birthday. do that on Fourth of July. Christina's <laughs> birthday is on Fourth of July, if anyone doesn't know that. And um, I always do that, too. I'm like, any, and I have a couple people in my life that have birthdays on Christmas. And I'm always like, I'm more likely to remember your birthday or their birthday because it's like, oh, wait, it's 4th of July. But more importantly, it's like Christmas. I don't care about 4th of July, you know, or or Christmas, really. So, um, But you got me this uh, bag of stuff from House of Intuition, um, and I haven't opened it yet, and I'm going to open it on mic, and we maybe we can – I will say that was your choice. I'm not making you open it. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you no, because I, I sent out a tweet last year that was like, don't make people open gifts in front of you. <laughs> By the way, did you like my Christmas gifts? I did. I did. Okay. I love them. Um, <laughs> that silver bracelet, I gave one to Leah, too. So you guys both, both have that, which is, I think, special. Because um, yeah. you're both my girls and um, my Olsen twins. That's- that's a card. So this is a card you gave me. I won't read it on air. That feels inappropriate. Um, but I'll I will read it just so I know the intention behind the the yeah. gift. I feel like you know it is. It does explain something in there. Okay, so. great. Because the thing about House of Intuition for people that, um, who don't know what that is, do you want to explain it? Yeah. So House of Intuition is a chain actually of like um, crystal. Crystal stores owned by a Latinx um, queer couple, by the way. Yeah, owned by a Latinx queer couple. Um, they have crystals. They have bath, ba- like bath stuff. They have incense. They sell like these candles with like crystals in them that you can set your intentions. It's a really cool. You, they have an online store, so you, if you're curious and you want to see what their shop has, yeah, it's great. You, you can you can go get it. House of Intuition. And like they have things that are really cool, like Reiki lessons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you can actually become Reiki certified at House of Intuition. And you think you, this yeah. is like the sweetest card. I'm going to reread it again. Um, but I started to <laughs> House get to of the part LA. where com. you started to explain gifts, and so I wanted yeah. to give you the opportunity to explain on air, but. More than just the fact that this isn't just for you guys. I want, like, we're going to talk about this face-to-face. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go through this. And normally I don't love to open gifts in front of other people, too. And I know Christina <laughs> hates this. But um, when she walked in with the House of Intuition bag, I knew it was going to be. I was just like, this is me again embracing my, like, inner bruja. And like, I just want you to have good intentions for the. You're year. coming clean, like, girl, like Hillary yeah. Duff, and I'm yeah. coming clean like Hillary Duff. So this is I got you. It was like one of the last two they oh had. Oh my god, I haven't had one of these in years. Oh my god! Yeah. And by the way, I don't think I did it right the first time. So the House of Intu. This is the House of Intuition Capricorn birthday candle. Um, we are December twenty second through January nineteenth. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We can take a picture of it, too, for the um, It says, get ready to flourish this birthday. You may have recently overcome some hurdles, but relief is on the way as this year brings rich rewards for all of that emotional growth. Just hold your, out your cup and receive. 
Yes. Believe it's possible that you can have anything you desire. Let your heart lead your decisions. Take time to nurture your own needs and your abundance couple runneth over. Yes. Abundance. Oh, wait. Did you know? You don't even know this. What? So on next week's episode, a.k.a. the episode Christina wasn't here for, (laughs) um, we did our Angels of Abundance cards. Do you want to do Angels of Abundance cards today? Maybe a little bit later in the episode. So um, can I ask one question? Yeah, I've done these cards, uh, th- these candles before, and essentially it's like a little bit of a ritual where you have to, you know, kind of like make a sacred space for it, clear the energy. I do have a temple set up upstairs for that, um, and take it. You like basically pray over it. You set your intentions. You put everything you want into this candle, and then you leave it lit for um, seven days. Ideally, you leave it lit nonstop. Um, there are ways to put it out. Like you can't just blow it out. You can't blow it out. You have to like snuff it yeah. out. And they sell like candle snuffers there. Yeah. And I almost got you one, but it seemed a little bit bright. I was like, I could probably. Oh, no, no, no. I just off. don't. I just don't <laughs> let them burn out. Yeah. I let, I, no. Cause they're also like, I'm, I can't, I'm not responsible for your fire safety, but I will say that like, they're pretty sturdy. I've never had an incident with one and I yeah. have had like, like candles that were far more expensive burst on me. They do suggest like if you are going to leave it burning to like put it in a bowl of water. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one like safety hazard. That's like one safety hack. You can yeah. So like if you're worried. Oh, about like going that's over. a good hack, Christina. That's mm-hmm. not like a bad online life hack. That's like a good yeah. hack. We, Christina and I <laughs> talk a little bit about life hacks on our um, lifetime podcast episode of um, Daddy, May I Sleep with Dearest? What was that called? <laughs> um, Ma- a very married daughter of the yeah, bride. Um, yes, exactly. Um, but I have a question for you. Is every, and this isn't the wrong answer, by the way, if this is, yeah. if the answer is yes. Does every, per- every sign have the same sort of like front facing message? Because I feel like ultimately when you're burning this candle, it's partially for your intentions, but also it's to kind of grant this overall feeling of, I think I, I don't think it I don't I don't think it does. I think they're individual. To every sign. Yeah, yeah. I have to look it up online. But I'm also, sure. it's the year of the pig in the Chinese zodiac. Oh. Is that yours? Chinese no, zodiac? I think I'm the year of the rat. I think okay. the rat is my year. I'm a I'm a tiger. But like, this is why I'm so much more aligned with astrology than anything else. It's so much fucking more specific. Like I know. Yeah. I tried to do what Lizzo did, former guest on the show. By the way, Lizzo's like I know, it's so crazy blowing up. Like I know everyone's like, and by the way, like I, twi- I'm like she was in my house. Like when I we tweeted gave her about her, I'm like, oh my god, people probably think I'm like some fucking stalker loser. Like I don't know her, and I'm just like, oh Lizzo, like, which would be fine. But yeah. she posted um, her whole star chart the other day and said like roast me or drag me or whatever, and I thought that was so brilliant. So I did it. And like only a few people responded to me and they were like, Oof. <laughs> all right. And I'm like, oh, so this is why when people who I'm paying read my star chart, they're like, this is one of the most special star charts I've ever seen. Like, oh. you know, even your uh, your homie, your professor yeah, was right. like, you have one hell of a chart. Um, yeah. you, you know, you got to probably find the positive when you're setting people up for their lives. But people <laughs> seem to think I was in dire straits. Um, thank you for this candle. This is yeah. exactly 
this is, a, you know, this is what friends should be doing for fucking friends, man. <laughs> you guys. I almost got you like the purify candle because I want you to have like a, a cleansing of the space. I'm oh, I'm saged out the ass though. I, yeah, have, sa- yeah, I yeah. have so much sage and like. I was going to say. And then like somebody, I saw somebody pointed out the Capricorn one to me and I was like, oh, it just like hit me. And I was like, I get that one. Yeah. And also like the fact that there was very few left, that's very Capricorn. We're stubborn. We are are a unique zodiac sign. If uh, there are certain signs that do not have an appreciation for us, that's fine. I fucking hate Leos and no offense. I hope you all drop dead. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I know my mom's a Cappy. I'm very familiar with a Capricorn. I will take a, I will take back some uh, energy. Is today's your mom, your mom's birthday? January 12th. Okay. Okay. Um, January 12th is when we're recording this, by the way, if you need a contextual date, um, shoot her a text though, if you want. I love her. Um, yeah, I know you do. Uh, your great. mom's my favorite, but, um, yeah, I I, uh, I I do want to say um, I feel like last year when Ira was on, I feel like I took on a little bit of his um, disdain for Aries. And I will That's say, right. um, you know, I, I am uh, a supportive and loyal friend. So I think when I saw Ira was, you know, I'm also very empathetic. Uh, so I can, you know, take on other people's emotion. I will say I don't think all Aries are trash, just Leos. Um <laughs> And the Leos in my life, you know, that uh, haven't disappointed me yet. I will say you're on fucking warning. Like, uh, Greg the Reg. He's a Leo. Heartbreaking to me. Because I love Greg. But I just know at some point he's going to disappoint me. You know? And it's going (laughs) to be fucking brutal. Um, But that said, another thing I wanted to talk about was just before we get into the calls, as this is the new year. For a couple of years now, I've been saying that, like. Oh, I also got you a crystal. Oh, we're going to open this in a second. Oh, okay. I want to open this last before we go into our calls so that we're on a good note. Awesome. So for a couple of years now, we've been talking about, like, how just shit talk, like, general meaningless shit talk for, like, to fill space is, like, just shitty. Yeah. I just want to say, like. First of all, I, I think I can, I know I can, as a Capricorn, come off self-righteous sometimes when I'm, like, extolling wisdom or whatever, when I'm, like, dishing it out. But, like, at the same, I want you guys to know at the same time that, like, no one is reminding anyone more of anything than myself. Like, when I talk, I'm basically also doing a reminder to self or, like, a self-awareness check. So I I will say that, like, yeah, like, shit-talking is is interesting to me. It's like something that we all kind of like want to do. It's fun. It's a fun release. But one thing that I will say is that the older that you get, and I say this with some more wisdom now that I reach, you know, a certain age of my life, I'll just, I'm 35. I'm not ashamed of my age, but I'm just saying like, I'm nearing up on my forties. And I just want to say that like, you know, if I was in my forties and I was talking about like my enemies or like just shit talking people or, you know, like refusing to maybe evaluate whether or not I was seeing things through like a, a wonky perspective and not, uh, keeping people in my life who will actually check me about things. Um, I, I, I feel like I would be in a very dark place. And so yeah. I just, I do feel there's nothing sadder to me in a weird way. And I and I hope that I'm not eating my words in a few years when I'm in the same situation. There's nothing sadder to me 
you know, we weren't in fucking World War II. We weren't in Vietnam. We don't have a mortal enemy. Like, there's no, like, oh, that guy, like, fucking shot me in the leg. Like, we don't have that. You know yeah. what I mean? No one pushed someone else in a 9-11. Like, our fucking traumas are not – they are different and they are deep, but they don't necessarily connect to each other like we were raised in wartime. Mm -hmm. uh, gangs, I'm sure, are different. I would say that that's an equal example, sure. Um, but that said, like, yo, like, there's no fucking reason to – I used to, like, revel in a grudge in my 20s. Like, I was like, right. oh. This is like my new hobby. It's like I want this fucking person to suffer. Like I want it's gonna be my plant that I'm gonna cultivate. This yeah. like grudge. Or yeah. just like, oh, I'm happy to see a person fail. Like, I have to be honest with you, there's nothing that makes me less happy than even seeing my worst enemy fail. It doesn't feel good. And the no. worst part, and the reason why I know that, I shouldn't even say the worst part. The reason why I know that is because like There's there's nothing to be gained from that. Nope, there's nothing. nothing to be gained from another person's pain. If you've yep. ever experienced pain, if you've ever experienced judgment, you know there's nothing to be gained from that happening. There's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing desirable about, desirable about it. I would even argue like putting energy into that is energy you're taking away from yourself. Well, from that's thriving. exactly it's a distraction. And yeah. that's like a very unconscious choice and something that I fed into so much in my 20s and really thrived on that. And I feel lucky to have, you know, I think it's also like expelling relationships from my life that weren't favorable also kind of helped with that. Um, but yeah, I will just say that like, you know, I feel like the older we get, actually Rich at uh, Jezebel, Rich Jezebel, yeah, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, I know. But he wrote uh, he wrote something once that said like every year after 25, it's a less and less cute to be that drunk girl at the bar. Yeah. And I think that that goes very much hand in hand with the older and older you get. It becomes less and less cute to talk about people being jealous of you or creating a false narrative about enemies. Um, because at the end of the day, at this point in life, you should know it's either not personal or that yep. person's on a yep. fucking good one. Yep. And um, that like, you know, I've been reading the four agreements. Yep. Lately, and it like that dives into all of yeah. that. And it's like, I am not using my words for poison anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to poison my words. And when you're, not, you know, when you don't have a lot of money, your word is all you have, you know? Oh, my God. I, like, I literally was, like, a fucking hell demon. Like, when I was, like, 20s, I'm in my 20s, and, like, I literally was, like, fucking Taylor Swift. Like, if you broke up with me, like, I was going to make sure everyone knew. I was, like, going to write your name in your own fucking blood across my face. Like, I was rough. <laughs> and, like, that was all, but that was all I had. Like, I was scared. And then, yeah. like, when I started to be successful, like... All I had was fear because it was a new type of fear of like, how the fuck am I going to maintain this? Like, how do I go from like having $32 to making $2,500 a week? Like, I've never, I can't deal with that. Like, I yeah. and you fucking melt down under that pressure. And so I, I, I just, one thing I keep coming back to is like, just having empathy for like, first of all, younger people, my younger self, like, 
hoping to sort of like clear that up the older I get yeah. that like you know Very I into the idea of yeah showing grace. I mean like truly well truly yeah. like I came out to LA when I was like you know my grandparents had died and like I decided I'm gonna like take control of my life move out to LA and like become a writer and like no one had really encouraged me to do that that was sort of just like something that I had found and I've been like away from my family for 15 almost 15 years now and I've lived out of my mom's house for more than that and so I just like in a weird way I feel like I was like a kid when I like immersed myself in this environment and I also was one that was like and and by the way like we all have shit this isn't like me being like this is why everyone should forgive me for like being like, you know, uh, if I ever like verbally abused you at a UCB party, which I, by the way, like I didn't do. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying like, if you are like, if someone like, it's like, you just uh, offered me DiGiorno pizza. That's what I remember. Yeah. I, that, that was like a big move for me. I was like, I'm going to like make food for everyone. But like true life, <laughs> true life is that, um, you know, I just, Everyone, everyone has really unique circumstances and people grow a lot and change a lot. And it's important that you stay on top of that because if you're like, you know, if I was, if I was, you know, 42, 43, 44, 45, 50, out mouthing off about people, uh, in a way that like, is like bizarre and hurtful and potentially damaging, but also like nonsensical. Um, like I, I really hope you put me into a vegetative state and like just let me die in my coma because I. Uh, that took a real dark. No, turn. I'm just okay. saying. Like I just don't. I'd never want to be that person. And I also like. I hope for other people out there, like. You know, I only say this because I, I notice this. I notice this, like, trend amongst all sorts of people. And I think it just mostly bothers me. And maybe it's because I haven't gotten to that point in my life yet, and I feel calmed down about it now. Maybe if, if I have kids and there's moms in the carpool that are bothering me, that'll be a different thing. But, like, where I'm at now, I just – um. I'm not in the toxic stage of my youth where I feel like that's really productive and interesting and more valuable in my time than anything. And um, I hope I don't get, I hope I don't backslide into a place where that is interesting. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I mean like, I'm happy that's something I get to leave behind, basically. I feel like that's fully, I feel like I'm on the, fi on the other side of, Five years of 30, um, I feel like my return of Saturn really ended around 31 or 32, and it's yeah. been better and better since. That said, let's get into the positive crystal magic, and then we'll take a couple calls. Okay. Thanks for gearing up for the new year with us, you guys. Yeah, super excited. So I can feel that it's this stone. Extina, what is this? The stone I got you is a smoky quartz. I don't think I have one of these. 
Oh, and it's like it a is, nice shape too. Yeah, I was like, I picked out a good this one. Is sick. The, like the lady at checkout was like, this is a good yeah. one. And I was like, I know. It like called to me. So that's the other thing about crystals, you guys. They're fucking natural. So every single one is different, like a snowflake. Um Yeah. And I think it definitely is like it matters your intentions when you're picking one out. And I like was very intentional uh, when I picked that one for you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and it just felt like your vibe. It felt like you would be into it. But so the smoky quartz, I took a picture of the little card that it. Because the thing about House of Intuition, you know, that, when you get home, you might never know again. Yeah. So <laughs> there is another shop in LA that does give you like a tiny card with it, but that feels like too the House of Intuition doesn't. I like it though because I can like keep I it know. and look back and reference. Like unless I took a picture of this, you would never know. I need know. to lose unless- my hippie attitude about that <laughs> shit because I sit there and I'm like, I love these rocks, but I've, I'm frustrated. I don't know what they do for me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you can't be intentional. You can't be like reminded of what their power is. So everyone know. knows what rose quartz is. Smoky quartz is li- literally very similar to like a black diamond, and that it sort of looks like just like um. Yeah, the one I got you has a lot of clarity like, to it. Yeah, it looks like it's par- it was partially exposed to like a fire or something. Like, yeah, it's, heat, it's not right? it's not fully it's black. Heat. Yeah, it's like cool. Like that. Um, so what does this mean? It is one of the most anchoring and grounding stones. It neutralizes negative vibrations and it promotes concentration and alleviates communication difficulties. It boosts inner strength and transmutates anxiety and depression. Thank you. I mean. I like the grounding element well, of it. Well, honestly, like the second that you said that, I kind of smirked because you tweeted this week something that like hit me where you were like, I should change my name to Christina Human Security Blanket Lopez. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, I think I've literally called you that to your face before. Like you're my human security blanket. <laughs> T, like true. Um, I feel very exposed. But also like you are like, this is the perfect stone for you of all people to give to me. And like that's, For anyone who like wonders like, you know, oh, I'm not there to pick out my crystal. What's the process or whatever else? When someone, you know, Ed has given me stones, Stevie gave me stones, you have. Like when someone gives you a crystal, it means an extra special thing in a weird way because it's like I didn't pick this for myself, but someone I care about picked this for me. And if you don't feel that they have good intentions, you can totally pull a Kim Richards and give that bunny right back to Lisa Rinna and say, I don't (laughs) want this negative energy around my grandson. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think there's a little bit of transference in our, in my energy through that stone to you in the grounding, in the grounding intentions that I have. And it's also your, like, it's your vibe for me. Like, like everyone's vibe for you. Like Ed has given me like protection stones like before, you know, like he's like physically wants to like protect me. And like you are like, you know, giving me like a grounding stone like means a lot. It's why I smart. It's like this is what you know your role is in my life. And you're very grounding to me. And like you're you're my rock, bitch. Like you're my crystal ass rock. (laughs) Like literally this is a. I will say this is too big to carry in my bra. Um, right, right, right. I forget a nice about little that. sizable. No. Guys, <laughs> people. Uh, it's not big enough to carry in my we bra. Car- True. Um, <laughs> I actually, that would get go, lost. God, we got to get that third love sponsorship back so we can make some real <laughs> crystal content. Breast love. But Christina, honestly, these are the most thoughtful gifts. Well, and I'm so I try appreciative to be of them. Yeah. I, no, you always are thoughtful. Like. 
You're very thoughtful. You're very. You gave me. You get me great, really great gifts too. So. Well, you know, we just like kind of like kind of some thoughtful girls, and like yeah. that's one of the other <laughs> underlying tenets of our friendship. Besides, like you know, the disgusting sicko jokes we agree on, and <laughs> you know whatever else. Um, okay, um, so let's go into our call. Hey, Walls, um, long-time listener. My name is Ariel, and I am from New Orleans, and I have a predicament, and I need some advice. Okay, so me and this guy have known each other for, like, our entire lives, like, childhood best friends. He was my first boyfriend at age, like, 11. It was, like, a whole cute ordeal, you know, first winter formal or whatever. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... We saw each other for a bit this summer, like February to this summer, and everything was fine. He was a bit controlling, and it, it got to a point where it went from cute to, like, micromanagey of, like, my time, where he'd freak if I hung out with other friends a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I was overanalyzing it, but I feel like I wasn't. And, yeah, but anyway... That was fine. I called him out on it. He got pissed. Then we sorted things out. Everything was great. Then a week before he leaves for uh, school, he starts acting all weird. He's like, oh, I need to, like, focus on school. Like, I'm not ignoring you. I have to focus on school. But this is only after I tell him that I've made the decision to take a gap year. I'm, like, 18, by the way. And I've been struggling with some, like, some st- some personal stuff I had to sort my mind out so I took a gap year to like sort myself out save some money but after I told him he started acting weird and that's when he was like hey like I'm stressed about school and that's why I'm not communicative and in that time and I was going through some stuff this summer and he saw a lot of it go down um after all that he like the only communication I would get would be, like, Snapchats of one of his eyes or, like, stupid, like, selfies with stupid filters that were obviously, like, meant to go to streaks, which are pointless, you know? But this is after this guy was, like, professing his love and being, like, weird and obsessive and, like I said, like, micromanaging and weird with, like, my time, got pissed if I spent too much time with friends or, like, not with him. And yeah, that was the sort of flavor of that, and... It shifted really quickly, and now he's back in town for winter break, and he hasn't reached out, and he lives five minutes away, and it's, like, pissing me off. So that's what that is, and it's kind of driving me crazy. And I've been listening to the pod for, like, months now, and it's gotten me through a bunch. And I think that you and Christina's advice is, like, gorge. And I really would love to hear what you have to say on this. Uh, You know, I really just want to take some time to acknowledge the fact that you recognize you needed to take some time for yourself and to, like, get help and sort out your mind. And, you know, at 18, that's a really big deal to, like, be able to acknowledge that with yourself. I think a lot of people plow through that first year, that really tumultuous first year of college just because society says that we should do it immediately after high school. And, like, when I was growing up, people didn't even know they were going through shit. Yeah. Like, we just were like, oh, like, first of all, a lot of us were raised by baby boomers or people that were raised by Depression-era people or were yeah, raised by that. Yeah, all that trauma has been passed down. So, like, you just kind of, like, moved forward and you were like, well, whatever. And I think it's really cool that, like, you know, you're on the other side of this 
first of all, like not being a part of baby boomer depression era people necessarily. I'm sure your parents are Gen Xers, but like also that like you were past the economic crisis enough that you have time to think about this. Like yep. that was definitely, I think, a hurdle for our generation as well. Mm -hmm. I think it's lovely. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I would say you need to trust your judgment a lot more in terms of you seemed a little bit wishy-washy on whether or not his uh, manipulativeness was really like because she wants him to like her. Yeah, yeah. He's using you. He's looking what. He's back at school where there's like girls, you know, there are options versus back at home where, you know, he was being micromanaging because he didn't have options. I don't want to be like, I fully, okay, first of all, I fully feel you on this. I will say that like one thing that goes on at this particular stage in life, this reminded me a little bit of like, um, I didn't date very much in this stage of life so. by Jimmy, my, um, <laughs> college boyfriend or my boyfriend that I, I dumped my high school boyfriend that I thought I was going to obviously marry when I was in high school. Um, I dumped him to go to college and then I wound up meeting one of my cousin's really good friends. And like, I was like, this guy is it. Like he was calm, cool, collected, sweet, just like like so cute like just he was great and like just so like such a good person um and like when we were dating like he was like oh like I'll leave you my car like I'm going to school in Connecticut like I'll just leave my car in Massachusetts for you and I was like no one has ever done anything like that for me I remember my mom being like well you know you can't accept that right and I was like uh, yeah I guess but I was like that's just still so nice and um, the age that you guys are at right now, your parents still have an influence on your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be real with you. There was something in your call that just gave me, and perhaps it's like a little bit of projection with my own in circumstances. But based on what you said, I had this like gut feeling. Tell me. That it might've been like it partially his parents or older adult people in his life reminding him that he doesn't want to get caught up with someone at this age in his life. Right. Um, because this is also the age in your life that every adult is eager to you to express, like, this is your growth time. Like, if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, great. But, like, we also are officially... When you go to Boston College, they don't do the turn to your left, turn to your right. One of these people is not going to be here when you graduate. Um, they do the turn to your left, turn to your right. Someone that you're looking at right now is going to marry one of their classmates here. Mm -hmm. um, Boston College, by the way, BC. Um, so, like, and that was when I was graduating. So, like, it was a very heavy pressure to, like, you're going to – this is the marriage years of your life where I feel like now that is so not the case – and I and I kind of just got this vibe that it was like, I feel like he is tempted by you and he likes you and he like in his in his carnal desire and his basis desires, like he would love to hang out with you and be around you. But you were not in a position to do that yet. No. And um also, like, he has this other – you guys both have your other things that are going to keep this from being, like, an easy college harmonious relationship. Yeah, yeah. And, and his, like, weird Snapchats is him just, like, dipping the toe back in the pool, just that's, knowing – That's just him knowing that like, you're I'm, opening I it. I fucking miss you, like, but I know I can't talk to you because it's not – that's 
you know, that is also very of that age, which is like, I miss you, but I know I can't talk to you because it's oh, not fair, but I want you to know that I miss you. I, I took it as like, he just wants to know that she's still interested. And so like he's seeing that read receipt on Snapchat and knowing that she's still drinking from that. She, she still wants to drink from that well. Potentially, you know, and potentially. I'm also very cynical about men. But either way, no, I mean, I just think at this stage in life, like the way he's acting, I feel like he probably is torn a little bit between two worlds. And mm. I think that also there's a lot of rhetoric of, around how to handle this age in your life. And like, I also, it's the rhetoric I preach. Like when people call here and they're 24 and they're like, I, this is, that was my last relationship. Like I'm done. Like I'm gutted. I thought we were going to get married. Like I relate to that, but also like, I know I like I know why that hurts, mm -hmm. but I also know why that could have never been and why you'll survive. And I think that this is a little bit of like maybe people in his life or his classmates or whatever else or he's learning because you learn as yeah. your classmates start to drop like flies. There are definitely people that come to college week one with a girlfriend yep. that's still in high school. And, you know, you're lucky if you get it to the end of freshman year with one of them having made it. <laughs> The end of the first semester. Yeah. No, honestly, like I <laughs> remember people going the, it to Thanksgiving, people going the first week and it's because that fucking rush hits you. Yeah. And so that said, you're also, you know, if you're taking a gap year, which I think is so cool and so chic and like something, you know, um, that I feel like that was the end of my generation. Like a couple kids took a gap year and I was so confused by it my yeah. senior year. Yeah. And then like, when Malia or uh, yeah, Malia Obama was taking her gap year, I was like, that is the chicest. Like, yes, that yeah. is exactly what you should be doing if you don't need to go directly into college. Yeah. In Boston, we had city year. I don't know if you guys had city year too, but like it was, a, you know, you took a year and you worked for the city. You worked with in, inner city school kids and you worked on community service. And I think that that's, I think that's incredible. But that said, there is a wildly different socialization experience with graduating high school, having a summer, and then going directly into what's basically like a sex, drugs, rock and roll, and probably educational experience. Yeah. Um, and you learn like a lot about friends, and it's a lot of hard, hard lessons real quick, or it's like, you know, a big rush of friends or whatever else. Um, but you're going to experience a maturity when you finally do get to school yeah. that's going to be really profound. And I think you'll actually really understand and not even I'm, I'm not going to say like pity, but like you're actually going to look back and be like, oh, I get it. Like you're going to see a lot this year yeah. and you're going to learn a lot. And this mm -hmm. is like, you know, I know it hurts now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it stings and it sounds like you have a good hat on your shoulders and you seem very sweet. And this is a classic confusing thing. This is like one of the classics, I think. Yeah. yeah. One foot in, one foot out. It's like that high text message and you write back and nothing, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss to, to really recommend to her for this situation. I guess I, what I really recommend to you is to, to potentially contextualize it in that. Yeah. You know, see these see these scenarios that we've laid out for you. Perhaps this is some sort of like maybe that something is cooking with you that we're saying yeah. that you can look at that and say like, oh yeah, okay. But then also like use that as a one up and like not a revenge thing, but I mean like 
you know, his his exper- his fun experimentation time also includes you know, sending you a Snapchat of his eye. Like, I hope that in three months, like, you're going to be so jammed on your life and so excited and, like, just so living in it that it wouldn't even occur to you to send some, something so erroneous. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or even to even check that message from him. And like, I know it's frustrating when people are like, give it time. Mm-hmm. But this is, please advise. Like, advise. One of the classic pieces of advises is, um, you know, Time will take its course. You will get, it will get better in time. And like time is very frustrating. I say it will get better at time, but you also have to work at it. I think sometimes we expect this change to manifest like just because like a time has passed. Right. Without really acknowledging that like some of it does take work. Well, the time is like, um, is dependent upon your frustration. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like you might get to it in 12 years if you chip away at it, but you could get to it in three. That's true. Or you could get to it in six months. Yeah. You know, it depends on your aggression around, uh, kind of exercising that. But, um, girl, keep up with us. I actually would like to have a follow-up conversation with you. I said to Christine, I was like, this is the person that I want to call back. So, 323-450-7408. We have your phone number. Um, You know, maybe if you want to shoot us an email, um, we can, if you have an update or if you want to talk more, shoot us an email and we will go from here. But if not, God bless um, and keep us updated on your uh, other side of your gap year. Yeah, please do. I'm really looking forward to your progress. You seem a little bit more self-aware than like the average 18-year-old. Literally, like I'm... (laughs) so happy for her i know she sounds like me working through something at 23 yeah 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 exactly so we're really excited for your future t all right (laughs) let's take our next call hi um hello moms hi christina hello whoever the guest is um i'm calling because i have a little dilemma about my boyfriend um i'm 28 he's 34 um so the thing is he has a daughter that's three that lives two hours away with her mom and he has her like his custody of her three weekends out of the month and we have been dating since june so like seven almost seven months now and um i haven't met her yet which like, I completely understand and, like, get that. And I know it's because he doesn't want, like, people in and out of her life and shit like that. And, like, I think that that's, you know, like, great for her, you know, and um, really noble of him as well. But I don't know. It's just, like, he has female friends that have met her. Like, all of his friends know her. I just... I just want to meet her, like, one, you know, Um, because it just sucks, like, that's a huge part of his life that I don't get to have with him at all, and, like, I don't know, I I never, ever, ever pressure him about it, because I think it should be his idea, but, you know, I've I've said to him before, like, once or twice, um, like, hey, just to let you know, like, and I'm not trying to pressure you, but, like, whenever you want me 
to meet your daughter. I just want you to know that, like, I'm, I'll be ready, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I think another part of it is, is that, like, I have not met a single person in his family, and his, he's really close with his family. Um, like, I haven't met his mom, I haven't met his dad or his sisters, who are my age, so... It's just weird, and, like, his mom has sent me cards and stuff like that, so it kind of, I feel like the longer we wait, the more it's, like, I feel like they're going to be, like, why doesn't she want to meet us when I I really do? Um, So, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, (laughs) I I feel kind of insecure about it because I guess it makes me feel like there's something that I'm not catching on to. Like, maybe he's just not serious about me or something but it sucks you know if that's the reason but I don't know I don't know what do you think like when what do you think is appropriate um I come from a single mom okay so like I have hives um but also this is like the worst cutoff call ever I know I was not expecting the mic drop of I came from a single mom. Yeah. Um, and I don't see she doesn't have a fly. We're flying blind a little bit today because I was. No, no, no. Don't. You don't have to explain that. Yeah. It, um, normally, um, Christina has more back. But like, honestly, if this was this is how I come in every episode. Um, I know. And now I'm getting a, like a preview and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I have. Yeah, that's why I kind of like it, though, this yeah. way, which is probably maybe why people understand why I get fucking rip shit like because <laughs> some, I'm hearing it for the first time yeah and like I'm you know we don't have a half an hour to mull over this yeah. we take like we don't even well normally it's I rare like, that we pee between yeah, calls that's true um normally I would like text her back and be like I would f- ask a couple follow-up questions or just let her know that her voicemail would cut off right um I'm I curious. mean she probably knew she didn't call back right no she didn't call back um so I'm just gonna go with I'm going to move on with the assumption that you had a very different experience than I did um, as being the child of a single mom. And also, like, my, you know, um, my mom didn't do anything, like, truly fucked up. But um, I had a very – I honestly, like, I just – looking back, I wish that I had – as soon as I knew I could exercise the right to sort of be left out and to not meet someone, which was around the time that I was 15, because um, I was, like, making money and stuff on my own and, and doing stuff that I could kind of, like, make decisions for my life, um, the first thing I said to my mom is, I don't want to meet anyone you're dating unless you think you're going to marry them. And... You know, um, I'm not going to say that your boyfriend is keeping you as a side piece or something or like a a hidden secret. I I think that's obviously not the case um, if his mom is sending you a note. Um, And to to that point, I want to say that, you know, um, I know this tradition has been lost a little bit um, over time, but you know, look at the return address in the corner of the note she sent you. You can write a letter back. Yeah. And very politely and delicately and cutely, because you're going to keep it cute, 
right, thank you so much for this card. I care about so and so so much. Um, I, you know, I you've can't done a wait. Great job I can't, raising him or something. You've like done that. a great yeah. job raising him, and I can't wait to meet you someday. Yeah. Okay, and that's what you write. As for the kid, I think I I talk about this in the next episode, coincidentally with Max, but. Um, when I go out with a guy who has kids, I don't, and I tell him this up front, you know, I had a single parent. I don't even want to see a picture of your child. I don't want to know their names. I don't want to, because that's not, that's a part of your life that's very, very important, but it's not bait. And it's not something that I'm, I I don't think it's something that I, when you bring something on to anyone, it's almost like a part of you is giving them a piece of it. Um, when I tell you something that I haven't told anyone else, you're the first person I'm giving a piece of something, right? When I have a secret or a big piece of news, right, Christina? Yeah. So, like, in my mind, my head, every time yeah. a parent, you know, folds out a leaf to someone, so to speak, they are giving a part of that relationship away. Now... When you say, you know, female friends, well, guess what? You're not his friend. You guys are fucking. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, I'm sure this child has a mother. So, like, it's not like the child is um, delusional about the presence of women in the world as she is herself a little girl. Absolutely. This is another instance of, like, it's not about you. It might not be about you. It's not about you, but, like, more than that, like – I, when I think sometimes, when I think of like four agreements, it's not about you. Yeah. I think, you know what? Don't sweat it. That's not about you. Like this, I mean like fucking stomping my foot down if it wasn't for Wag sleeping on my lap and saying it's not fucking about you. Yeah. This is this man's family. This he is has what other people's things to take in before he even opens that part of himself. This is the catch, honey. Like you don't just walk into a fully developed 32 year old man's life and like expect to just, or whatever, just to be like, okay, I, I pick up here. No, like in all of those years of collecting and being and doing anything, it's like any guy that I date, like if I start dating him, he can't magically make wags disappear or magically make that bond happen. You are entering a situation and, um, you know, it's inappropriate for you to demand any sort of meeting. It's inappropriate, I think, for you to over over emotionalize what all of that means. Like you don't have to assign so much emotion to it. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately what the emotion you're assigning to this is, is where do I fit into the bigger picture of his life? And yeah. that's between you two. And I don't know. This It sounds like this guy is pretty mature, mature about the way he's handling shit. I, you know... Well, it doesn't read well on paper, I'm sure, to most people. Um, as someone who has been on the child side of the experience and someone who would want someone to go to bat for me, like, I just think it's really inappropriate. Because yeah. also, like, you can't take it back. Yeah. You know, and like it's also um you know when you mentioned the friends thing, like, you know, children grow up to realize things and have brains and things become very formative for them and um the child that you're speaking of is 4 years old and that's old enough to remember stuff. Yeah. And when dad brings his friend around, um and I will tell you like 
there was someone that, you know, when I was younger, my mom was dating him and he had two kids and I knew he was my mom's friend. Right. And I knew I was all going to friendlies one day to get Sundays with my mom's friend and his kids who I didn't want to meet because I just always was like, well, why would I want to hang out with some other fucking kid? Like, who is this? You know, I was very, I'm like, well, we can't, it was like literally like I'm like a 40 year old gay man being like, oh, so you're just going to set two gay men up together? (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, so we're all kids. So we all go in the same room. Like that was very much my interpretation. And by the way, if you're dealing with an only child for him too, you need to know that she's probably very socialized in an adult way. And Maybe this is so mean, but like maybe a little bit more aware than even you are, because I'll tell you that like I will never forget that awkwardness of that Sunday date at Friendly's and uh, I'll never forget what happened when my mom and that guy weren't quote unquote friends anymore and how bad I saw my mom hurting. How old were you? Four or five. Mm -hmm. I was that age. I was that age. And like, oh, I still can't listen to Rod Stewart's Maggie Mae because my mom like broke down in the car to it one day. Like it is a creepy song. And like Rod Stewart like sounds like a pine cone and like, he, no, it's just like he's like a, it's a, he has a creepy voice anyway. And I like, is he even related to that kid in the Forever Young video? Like, I don't even know. Like looking back, how is that? singer supposed to really appeal to anyone um marketing wise and like so I don't I have like wondered many times like maybe I just don't like that song and it wasn't my mom but I think it was like my mom it hasn't held up for me yeah it's a classic I'm gonna say but like you know um you have a very tangible memory tied to that huge yeah huge yeah and, um, you know, um, I feel like it's been like a long time since I've really like opened up on this podcast in general. I've done it twice in recent history. I also got choked up about my grandparents, but, um, with Ed a few weeks back, but, um, yeah, like it's not small shit. No. You're dealing with the person's life. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, I love Trisha Paytas, that big blonde girl on the internet. Yeah. Like, there's this really, like, poignant moment for me where um, the girl who plays, like, Miranda Sings or whatever, like, she was holding her baby for the first time. And, like, Trisha, and just, you know, who's had a whole life. No one, li- Trisha Paytas has lived a life. And she's, like, holding this baby and she just starts to tear up and she's, like, nobody asked to be born, but, like, this is so, like, cool. And, like, You know, it's that first line. It's that nobody has to be born. And all you can hope is that your parent will do everything they can to shield you from danger. And I feel like if anything, if you're not, like, mature enough to see that what this guy is doing is ultimately, like, the best good guy thing he could do. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, maybe this isn't the relationship for you. And you're 28. I wouldn't recommend settling down and becoming a stepmom at this point anyway. Um, but it seems like you've been zoned to a certain area and I feel like you either need to accept that this is the area that you're in or, um, you need to move on with your life. 
Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say thank you, Molly, for being so open. I think You're welcome for the share. I think people need to hear that in your voice to know how serious and how much gravity, you know, these things mean to kids. Well, it's like, it, it, honestly, like, it's the reason why I have been so careful and, like, you know, I just would never, um, I would never bring a child into this world if I knew the already existing, like, statistics of harm, like, existed. If I could, if I knew I was adding to that at birth, um, I couldn't do it. Right. Because it's hard enough as it is out there. Yeah. And you know, much like the Marie Kondo thing, like you want to set your kids up for a win. Yeah. You know, and um, I think the fact that this guy has had this boundary, um, you know, which I'm going to give him the credit to assume that this is like, you know, reinforced with his ex in a nice way. It sounds like he has great visitation. It sounds like you know, they have pretty clear rules about how they're going to handle this. I don't He's know. being really thoughtful to, uh, to her, too. Incredibly thoughtful. And in addition, you know, you don't mention the mom dating. So it's or not wanting as if to get to know her either. So it's not as if you're saying that, like, oh, but, like, you know, the mom's had a boyfriend. He lives in the house. Like, yeah. that would be different. We also don't know how long they've been dating. I mean, honestly, well, she said, like, about, I didn't, it said, she said about six months okay. that they've been dating. Yeah, yeah. But also, I'm going to say, like, even if they had divorced the day the daughter was born, it would only be a four-year divorce, and it would be the entirety of her toddler and childhood years. I'm yeah. sure yeah. that it can't be longer than two years, probably, since they started their divorce. So I would say also to stop thinking about meeting her as can a I just say one more thing really quickly? Yeah. We'll just while it's here. I think that you also need to take into consideration the fact that he's this involved after the split of their child at this early in her life speaks volumes about this man's character. Um, and this actually like doesn't... Um, this doesn't, um, this doesn't ring true with my experience necessarily, but, um, you know, it's very, um, common when things go wrong in the beginning for one parent to really bail and, um, at the very least, do a, a lazier job of holding up their end of the bargain. And I understand that um, the mom has majority custody, and so that might seem like a small thing to you. Um, but three weekends a month is one weekend more than most dads get, especially considering the distance. Um, my dad maybe saw me once a month, once every eight weeks, and he lived uh, just in Pennsylvania. It was a drive for sure, but uh, it was significantly less. Um, and, you know, my dad wasn't even the type of dad that I really wanted to know. 
So I just think that like you really need to honor like what a special thing that it is. It's that is really an that's an X factor rare thing. Yeah. Where you get exes willing to work with each other within a short distance of the child being born with a really desirable custody agreement but also enough of a uh, enough of an openness that he's not hidden you from his family his mom's communicating um the one thing i would say is that you know don't try to frame this lack of access as like a hindrance to moving your relationship to the next level like stop looking at it as a marker of like oh this is a serious thing now you can still have it be a serious thing or a real relationship Without her, like, without this thing being initiated. I wouldn't just want to be serious with her unless she knew that. And I would wonder if the guy feels that way. Yeah. Because if I was, if I was in the opposite situation, if I was with the person who didn't understand why I kind of kept that protected. I mean, if you guys are, if you guys are a year in and there's, there's still no conversation about it. That's fine. Yeah. But I assume you're not spending weekends with him because he's with his kid yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Sounds like you guys might be like a two, three day a week relationship. And depending on how far out of divorce he is, that might be all he can handle. Yeah. And so I do think looking at that could also be realistic. Yeah. But I also think that, you know, you might want to be realistic about the fact that it's easy to date a 20 year old who doesn't really understand the ins and outs of something unless you want them to. Yeah. And so he might be with you in part because you don't understand this. And if you want to go to the next level, you better start to learn to understand and be prepared for if he doesn't want that. Yeah. 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 You said you nailed it, Molly. I think, you know, keep in mind that it's not only his decision. I just feel bad I've talked this whole time, but then, like, it's like, between Marie Kondo and single parent <laughs> dating. Like, yeah. I just. You have strong feels. Yeah. And then you're not even going to be on next week's episode. So let's just like go to something that's like us. <laughs> but like girl calls back, I guess. I don't know. I hope I wasn't like. Was I harsh on her? No, I think I think you are advocating for that little kid. Yeah. Like that's. And I think people need to hear the gravity of it from someone. From someone yes. in adulthood. You know what I mean? Like. It's very rare you get that insight. Oh, it's been you know? 31 years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's very rare you get to hear that insight and someone reflect on a childhood memory like that. Um, so I hope you take Molly's point of view into consideration. Like, you know, she might be four years old, but this is a very t- tangible time to form memories that can impact you for an, in your entire life. And it wasn't that just that it weirded me out. Um, it was that it hurt my mom. And it hurt me to see my mom get hurt in a way that I didn't understand. You know, um, yeah. adults don't understand dating and kids definitely don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. And also, you know, um, I feel like this is why I'm America's best potential stepmom. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. You um, get it. All right. Let's, let's like, totally take another call okay hi malls christina wags and guests um i have a question for you guys about possibly re-gifting a gift 
I found this year during Christmas that I have a gift certificate from last Christmas that I thought I had lost and I thought that had kind of solved my problem. It was given to me by my ex who I broke up with around this time last year Um, and I'm in a new relationship now that's great and it's been a really like positive move forward and I don't think about the other relationship terribly a lot so I kind of need your guys help with this. I pulled out the certificate and it's for a spa. It's for $200, which to me right now is kind of a lot of money. And also it would be kind of nice to go get a massage at a spa. But I feel pretty uncomfortable with it. Like it's kind of an intimate thing. And I don't I don't know how my current partner would feel about it. I'm sure they would be absolutely fine with whatever I wanted to do. But to me it's not like really cool to like bring it up and like I don't know it just seems unnecessary to kind of bring that into the present day so do you think it's okay for me to give this to a friend who also knows the other person um or the the ex um and like tell them to use it do you think that puts them in like a weird position or is it like a really nice gift to give a friend or do you guys think that I should just say fuck it and use it and like it's no big deal um I'm 28 and I'm in Washington DC and I'm an Aquarius with a cancer moon and sag rising um love you guys love the show and talk to you soon what do you think i first of all thank you for giving us so much information we're like giggling (laughs) no because like we might not always know what that means but we know there are i know my friend amaris out there and please advise nation has already pulled up your star chart (laughs) like when we watch vanderpump she's like oh Jax is like a blah 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 with a blah 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 so like I know there's someone out there in Please Advise Nation who just heard that and they're like, mm, I just know yes. things about those other signs. Like, so I know that like a cancer, you probably have some little bit of moodiness or a little bit of like sentimentality. Yeah. Something going on there in the background. Aquarius is the only one I don't know really anything about. I just know that one song. Yeah. That's, I think, all <laughs> pretty much anyone. I also like don't know many Aquarii. No, I don't either. No. Or like a lot of Tauruses. I've, Ed's a Taurus. I know like one or two Taurus yeah. people, but like not a, no, I barely know any Aquarius based people. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like when I was growing up, I in don't know school, any Pisces people. Pisces is October. I have no idea. Um, I remember growing up in school because they do like cupcakes or whatever yeah. for people's birthdays. I never got it because I was a summer baby. Um, a lot of people had um October birthdays. Yeah, a My lot of people had April birthdays. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had June birthdays. I think I remember April being the most, like, there's some date in April that's, like, the most popular birth date. Well, 420 is Ed's birthday. Right. Also, my um, Aunt Mary, who's a Boston Public School teacher, her, her birthday is 420, so her Twitter handle is Mary Alicia 420. Right. Which I love because she's, yeah. like, literally the sweetest <laughs> Catholic school teacher of all time. Um, an amazing woman. Um, but... Yeah, okay, so let's get into the gift thing. I don't see what the problem is here. Like, I just... Guilt. I guess, I don't know. I guess it's just like, what's the guilt, though? I think probably early on in her life. I think also this is another thing, too, is that it's like a cultural shame around regifting. Okay. Can I give you a classic regifting story that I feel like is the definition of, like, why people are afraid to regift? Yeah. So, um, a couple, like, seven, eight Christmases ago, I went home to Boston, and I was at my family's house, and a neighbor came over and brought, like, a a 
baked good. And she gave it to my parents. My parents, my mom and my stepdad always gave gifts to everyone in the neighborhood, just like small little like Starbucks cards or something. My mom's very thoughtful like that and making sure that the neighbors feel appreciated. So, and by the way, guys, I had all of my neighbors drop me like a Christmas note or an invite. And like, I cried out of just being so grateful to have like safety and security and sweetness in my life and people that care enough to write me a note. So um, if you guys are ever hesitant to write a note, just like our last caller room, like just write a note back, like write a note back if you know, yeah. or, or never be afraid to send a note. Um, but she dropped off this gift and, you know, it sat on her counter for like a day or something. And my mom was like, oh, this is the neighbor's. They brought some sort of something. And my mom opened it like right before I was going to bed one night. And she came down and she's like, Molly, I'm dying. And I was like, what? She's like, there's a bite taken out of this. And like, she's like, oh my God. She's like, this is like something one of them got at work. And like the kids took a bite and like rewrapped it. Uh. <laughs> and so like, it was a classic like, okay, we've been regifted sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And like, even in that worst case scenario, like we laughed because it was just so like, also they were like a science couple. So we're like, oh my God, these like nerds over yeah. here, like fucking handing <laughs> out you like just so sweet, but not realizing to like maybe check the cake for bites. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was like really, even in that awkward worst case scenario, regifting sort of thing. Um, it was uh it was okay because it was like they they thought to do something they thought to bring something over yeah. they like they tried they yeah, exact they tried yeah um so the thing with this gift card i don't i don't i honestly i would use it i like don't understand what the what what the like what the hold up is yeah i don't get it like even if you feel weird about it like it has some like bad juju okay i have wait, bad wait juju at the at the spa it's fine but i think there's like you can have a cackle with your friend like being so do being you remember like, when I was dating that guy mm-hmm. and I got us massages to the house right right yeah. okay um well one of his issues with that experience and I would say one that like really seemed to tarnish his opinion of me was that I had to pay for his massage but my um my acupuncturist had actually said I'm gonna pay for your massage if you go to him um and I said, oh, my God, if I get a free massage, it'd be great. Add my boyfriend on as well. Yeah. I'll pay for all of us. Right. And he was – and this wasn't even a gift from an ex. This is a gift from my fucking medical professional. Right. And he was like, you didn't pay for all that. That was just – you got that for free. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, I just – you literally just watched me sign a $200 check for you. Like, like – Yeah. And I th- it was like a weird thing. So if you're worried about your boyfriend having a weird thing, yeah. that's a bigger sign of the boyfriend. Yep. Right? Yep. But 100%. if you're going to re-gift it to a friend yeah. and it's a mutual, I mean, Christina, you know my ex-boyfriend, right. right? But if I said to you, like, yo, heads up, like, here's a $250 gift certificate to Burke Williams, like, so-and-so gave it to me. Yeah. Like... I, I didn't granted I didn't buy it, but like I want to pay it forward to you this Christmas. <laughs> I'd be like yes. You would be like, Yeah, I'll take two hundred and fifty dollars to Brooklyn. Yeah. I'll I'll have a joy in my life. Yeah. On that fucker's dime for sure. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. But you wanna make sure you pick a Christina Lopez. Yeah. You wanna make sure that you don't pick someone that's like that's A gonna like do it 
like tell him spitefully or in a weird way. But B, you want to make sure that it's someone that even if they were shit faced and ran into that person, they wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, like she gave me that massage. Like, you know what I mean? You want to pick someone just. I also want to say, like, you lost it. It's been a year. Like that. Like he probably doesn't even consider. Well, check it. one. Check it one. But also like check it. And if it's fine. Like he probably hasn't even considered that money. Like that money's gone. Like when you oh, give no, a no. gift to someone, like when that you buy gone. a gift certificate, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. I bought Martha. Um, I bought Martha six hundred dollars worth of massages, and I like, and well, then the place went out of business. Oh no, the Springs. And I was oh. like, and I kind of knew when I gave it to her that there was. I was like, it was already a very limited chance that Martha and Jaime were gonna go to like my fucking hippy dippy Springs thing downtown. Yeah. But then when the gift certificate closed, I was like, ugh. Did that they was give like you your money back. No, it's oh. a gift certificate. When you buy a gift certificate, that's the tricky thing with gift certificates is you're giving the store your money. Right. So I was gonna say this one other thing, and this is a little bit of where I'm like, oof, I'm a little bit of a thug now, but it's fine. I'm just reigniting my hustler spirit. Take that gift certificate in and buy two gift certificates with it. Ooh, that's brilliant. Yeah, like take that massage in, get two manicures, give one to mom, one to grandma, or like whatever. That's but so like, smart. You're well, a- honestly, I think you're hemming and hawing too much on like the X of it all. It's understandable though. I guess these I don't are know. these are the like. I haven't dated anyone more than three months. Would, so yeah, I, if you, I think if you had been in like a long term relationship and if there was like tension, and you. And when she, I'm not going to lie, like when she said, like, I'm over it, like I believed her, but I was also like, I know what it's like to have to say that you're over it. And it means that not that long ago you weren't over it. Right, right, right. Um, right. Okay. okay. So part of me is like, maybe that was like, that's a little bit where the guilt is, is that, right. you know, that like three months ago, finding this gift certificate would have maybe made you feel like fucking shit. Mm. And now it's kind of just a piece of paper to you. Yeah. But you're like grieving it for your past self. Right. And the energy you put into mourning yeah. that relationship. And it does seem like that like, she's like a little bit more on that fence. So like yeah. gift it to a friend who like like would keep it on the low and not tell the dude. Yeah. It doesn't have to enjoy, be a secret. Like, joyous, just a loyalty thing. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Like. If I gave that to Christina and Christina ran to my ex under no fucking checkered scenario, under no sun, under no moon, would like Christina feel the need of all the things in the world to say, like, Molly gave me that Burke Williams card. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks for the, thanks for the, you have to really think about like the (laughs) reality in which someone would be like, oh my God, thanks. My, my friend regifted that to me. Thank you. Like. And I always think to myself when I'm worried about someone like when I'm being Catholic and I'm worried about someone finding out something about me that's not a big deal. Yeah. We have to go soon. Yeah. Um, I'm always like, Molly, think about the rational order of a conversation and how long it takes to get from there to what you're concerned about. Right. You know, like the two of you, like your friend and your ex would have to sit down for probably an hour and a half before your friend was fresh out of shit talk about yep and they would probably be drunk yep and in that case then that's not the person you give it to i do like your solution in terms of like taking it in and then getting two gifts out of it yeah i mean i'm sure you can buy a gift certificate with a gift certificate like because that also like if you have like a burke williams sort of thing if it's a spa go in and buy two hundred dollars worth of product they have 
like beautiful hair products and beautiful skin stuff. Like you can find ways to use what basically a gift certificate is, is it's credit at a store. Yeah. And you can find a way to use credit at a store. And what someone's giving you when they give you that gift, sure, maybe mentally in their mind, it's that experience. Right. But what they're paying for is credit at that store. Mm -hmm. And Y'all aren't ex- experiencing a lot of experiences. I, I'm sure at one point you think you would. So, yeah. you know, at least his money. I would be more upset. I dated a guy. I bought him a plane ticket. We broke up. He never cashed that plane ticket in. And I was like, dude, you fucking truly blew $600 of mine. Because, like, you yourself have probably bought plane tickets this year. You just never got that. Yeah. I'm more, I would rather have him buy him and, like, some fucking 14-year-old girl he's sex trafficking a ticket then have that not that's not true but do you know what i'm saying yes. like i it to have someone just to it go to waste is a if this man has his head about him that's kind of a big fuck you yeah all right i have to go get ready for my birthday thing christina i feel like i talked this whole time audience i'm sorry no it's good um i hope you guys are okay uh 323-450-7408 wags you have you can send your, your notes to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You can also send us your voice notes. You know anything you want to say to Please Advise Nation? All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.